Well, good morning. Sorry to uh, break up your conversations here in the room. Um, a warm welcome to you. And uh, those of you who are watching online, it is just brilliant to be together. A real buzz in the room. Uh, in case you hadn't noticed, we've been able to go to a distance of one meter. So we're, oh, I know, living on the edge here. Um, which, which is great. It just increases our capacity in the room and what have you. We're, we're just living, aren't we, in that tension of um, very much aware of trying to keep ourselves safe and um, very much aware that the coronavirus is not going away and yet trying to live in this new way of kind of living still for now and the foreseeable future. So thank you so much for working with us as we've been trying to create this space, which is wonderful that we have this. We are going to be here at uh, the town hall. We have a building to the, uh, a room to the side within the space and then our, our two town center uh, venues just around the corner, which is just fantastic that we're in such close proximity to be able to gather. And it's so important to gather. We've so missed this. Um, those of you who've joined us over the last few Sundays and we've gone for tea and coffee afterwards, which we're going to do again today in the park, it's just been such a significant moment just uh, chatting and, and, and catching up and seeing our faces again. And it, it's been lovely to welcome new people. There's some new folks that have gathered alongside us during this journey as well. There's a gentleman here who's it's his first time in church and joined our church um, during lockdown like literally just started connecting online gone to some of our life groups first physical time of actually physically being present which is wonderful so uh, what we thought we would do this morning is slightly differently there's uh, there's a uh, three of us so you're not going to hear just one voice you're going to hear multiple voices but we also want to hear from you. We want to do a little bit of audience participation. Uh, I, I've kind of clocked eyes with two or three educators in the room. Uh, that's a fancy word of saying teachers. And the, the teaching style of one person speaking for a long time is just a terrible thing. Like if the inspectorate walked in and they <laughs> listened to it, it's just a terrible uh, way of communicating, and yet it's how churches have done it for years, and we still seem to do it for years. And Chantelle likes it, but that's because she's an auditory learner. She's she's one of those boring people that can just <laughs> sit and listen, and she's so square, she takes notes as well. I mean, it's, it's sick, right? So for the rest of us normal people in the room, we thought we'd kind of mix things up. I'm surprised you haven't struck me yet. Okay, so, uh, so anyway, we're, we're here, we're going to hopefully have a bit of a conversation, we're going to involve Dave uh, in, in a moment as well, and we want to talk about community, we want to talk about uh, gathering together, having good people in our lives, because we need to do life together, and we're using it deliberately as a backdrop to be able to cast vision and encourage you all, if you're part of our church, to be part of one of our life groups, which is our best way of doing life together as individuals within the life of the church. And so here's how things are going to work. There's a telephone number, hopefully coming up on the screen. That is the church telephone number, which is held currently by Dave Crosby, right here. He even knows the passcode for it. 
We've entrusted them with that special, important information. What we would like you to do, and any of you who are watching this live online, please, is just text in to that number a story. It could be one sentence, or it could just be a brief little, it could be two or three sentences, just a brief encouraging story about your experience at a life group, either at any time of being part of the church. It's just something brief, just something that's really encouraging. And if you don't want us to, to actually read out that it was you who sent it, you can just write anon at the end, and he'll twig, and he'll realize it's anonymous. You don't want to be named. But if it's like, oh, yeah, you know, Jeff McConnell said this, or... Uh, I'm looking around the room here. Ivan Skinner said that, and Elaine said that. You know, we can do that, but if you want it anonymous, say anonymous. Now, here's the thing. We've been debating this methodology all week, the two of us. I think it's a brilliant idea. I think it's going to work. Chantelle thinks it's going to be a dead duck, <laughs> and she thinks no one's going to actually do it. And so, please, for my sake, please do it. I'll even... I'll not pay you. That would be like bribery, wouldn't it? So anyway, please, that would be a lot of fun. You can do that. And, and if you're not texting an encouraging thing, you can be checking Facebook or uh, whatever it is that you want to do. So what are we talking about this morning? Okay. We're both the kind of people, we like people, which is quite good given our job. But we love being with people. We love spending time, hanging out. Uh, we're more kind of on the sort of extrovert bit of scale between introvert and extrovert. And uh, these past 18 months, we, like many of us, have really struggled. We've struggled in not being able to catch up, have face-to-face -face and all the rest. And we've, we've loved it. We're at home, you know, there's five of us in our household and it's been absolutely wonderful. We've had some incredible times as a family together and that's, that's been to our benefit. Uh, but we have really missed um, hanging out with people. And I noticed for you, especially during the second lockdown, um, it, it became a real, not, it was challenging for you in particular. Do you want to pick up on that? Yeah, I just feel like I need to confess. There's five of us in our house and it wasn't fantastic all the time. <laughs> the boys are probably sitting going, what are you talking about? <laughs> we did have our moments, but it was good to spend time together and not be rushing around all the time like we normally are. Um, I think after Christmas, I just find it hard. Well, I suppose the main way of getting to see people was a lot of going out for walks and it was just that winter and you didn't really want to go out for a walk in the freezing cold rain and I think I just got out of the habit and I was like like probably like many of you your feelings about COVID could be a bit of a roller coaster and I just was like getting worried about it even more and just like I'm going to avoid this at all costs the only way to do that is to see nobody and I think sometimes thoughts like that can really take hold and then they become automatic and we don't assess them or think about them, you know. So it's like, well, we can say things to ourselves like, oh, I'll just wait until such and such happens or when things are like this, then I'll do that. And they become like almost fact and truth in our head without us stopping to think. And, um, you know, we're not then seeking the Lord about, well, 
what's right for me at this particular time. And of course, I don't mean go against what the regulations are, but you know, what's God saying to me? What's best for me and my family, my mental health, my spiritual well-being? If that is seeing people, then I need to work out a way to do that. And I just think for so many of us, you know, this, the pandemic has made us isolated and all of us have different experiences. Like some of us had our bubbles or our family. Some of us were going to work every single day and you know, we still were seeing people every day, but to some extent we were forced to not see each other. So I've talked to some people who were at work every day, but they're still feeling anxious socially because work, you do your job and you know what's expected. But some of us haven't even been in a room with people who aren't our families for 18 months. That's so unnatural. So like even at rest on Friday, you know, one of the people there was saying it's the first time she'd been in a room with people she didn't know who was going to be in the room. So I just think there's so much going on in our heads anyway. But regardless, I just think we're designed to need people. You know, it's basic psychology, you know, the hierarchy of needs as well as, you know, the essentials like physical, water, sleep, food, shelter. We all need love and belonging. We all need intimacy through friendships and family. We need safety and security. We need esteem. We need to be seen. And if we don't have those things, it's just fact that we're more susceptible to be lonely, to, be, to have social anxiety, to be depressed. You know, that it's just the way it is. And I, I just feel like I want us to fight back against that, you know, and, and what the pandemic has done to us. So that's why we're really keen to talk about community this morning. And there's this lady um, who's written a few books called Brené Brown and done amazing TED Talks. I'm sure some of you have heard of her, but she is um, she used to be a social worker, but she writes a lot about shame, vulnerability, courage, so many things. She's amazing. Watch her TED Talks to start with. Um, but she says, I define connection as the energy that exists between people when they feel seen, heard, and valued when they can give and receive without judgment, when they derive sustenance and strength from the relationship. And we all need that, don't we? And she also says, courage starts with showing up and letting ourselves be seen. And in this pandemic, we haven't almost had to show up and let ourselves be seen. We've been able to hide if we wanted to. And I just think that God's calling us out of that now. Um, uh, yeah. Sorry, I'm going off on one, but the other night I was with Philippa and Jenny and we were talking about, you know, how we can connect, you know, the women and stuff like that. And Jenny just said this one line and it stuck with me the last few days and I cannot get it out of my head. And it was, she said, we need to come out of hiding. And I really think that's true. And um, I remembered this song by Stephanie Gretzinger called Come Out of, of Hiding. It's a worship song from a few years ago, and I looked it up, and the words are, Come out of hiding, you're safe here with me. And it's Jesus speaking to us. And then it says, um, You were on lockdown, but I hold the key. It actually says that in the song. I nearly fell over when I read the lyrics. So God is calling us to come out of hiding. 
Um, and God obviously didn't want Adam to be alone, so he gave him Eve. And when we see people in the Bible that are alone, it's hard for them. Like I was thinking about Elijah, you know, he had to run away and he was on his own and he got isolated and depressed. And I think it's time to fight back against that and come out of hiding. Very good. It's not good for man to be alone. And um, it's, it's one of the enemy's greatest tactics is to isolate people and uh, get them on their own. And that's when he can nearly like pick them off or take them out. I was, I was considering some of those wildlife programs, if ever you, you kind of watch them, if there's a, a herd of many animals or a, uh, I'm not gonna think of the other names, lots of a particular animal and you have predators who are kind of prowling around, zebras or thank you, great audience participation. <laughs> And what noise does a zebra make? <laughs> so, I can play at this game. <laughs> is, um, is, what, is what the predators will try and do is to separate one from the crowd or the herd or whatever it might be. And once they're separated, once they're on their own, they're vulnerable to being picked off, taken out. And... And, that, and that's just it, you know. We need to kind of come out of our hiding, as Chantelle has said. And uh, there's so many stories we could use from the scriptures. I was thinking of this one in particular, though, from 2 Samuel 11. And it just simply highlights David when he was nearly, well, he did. He ran into big trouble. In the spring, at the time when kings go off to war, David sent Joab out with the king's men and the whole Israelite army. They destroyed the Ammonites and besieged Rabah. But David remained in Jerusalem. So it's the time of year when David, as king, should have gone out to battle and all the rest, but he sent other people. And he remained on his own back in Jerusalem. One evening, David got up from his bed, walked around on the roof, and he sees a, uh, a woman washing the woman was very beautiful. And many of you all know how the story ended. If you don't know how the story ended, then ask someone later on. They'll explain it or read it for yourself to Samuel 11. It's important that we have each other. And the church of Jesus is his mechanism for gathered together, sharing life together, doing life uh, together. The pandemic has really impacted the church, not just our church, but the church of the land in many different ways because we're so used to gathering together and being together. Yeah, so we just had to adapt, didn't we? All of us in church had to adapt. Um, we couldn't meet together on Sundays properly. I was just thinking, you know, our last Sunday in Carrick Academy, where we usually used to meet, was in March 2020. So that's 18 months ago. We had a wee window in October where we met here for our 10th birthday, and then we started again here in Easter. So we've done the best we could, but it's not the same. It's not the same. Life groups, people hate that word Zoom, <laughs> but we had to go on Zoom. We had to go online. And I think, you know, it was hard, but I really had some amazing times on my life groups on Zoom. I see some people nodding who were in my group. That's good. But, like, it was, 
I was really surprised how quickly people were able to be vulnerable and talk and be open, like incredible. Um, we've had groups outside, and um, we've had just we just had to adapt and do different things. Like Jillian did so many kids things online, and we had youth online. So um, we just wanted to take this time to say thank you to everyone who showed up, even though you probably didn't want to be on Zoom, or especially all those people who led those things, led those groups. It was tiring, you know. Some nights you didn't want to click log on and log on and see people's faces on the screen but you did it and you showed up and it gave people life and connection and you know we have to be thankful for the technology so i know that um dave and kate um led their groups on zoom and a mixture in person when we were allowed so dave i don't know if you've had any feedback yet if you want to share your own feedback um Team Chantel. There was immediately hashtag, hashtag Team Chantel come in. <laughs> it's not anonymous, but I'll leave that person to, you know, <laughs> to, to think through. Okay, they're pointing at themselves, let's just say. But, um, but having said that, then there's been a flurry of emails or texts that have come in um, just to, to say what's happened uh, through the period. Okay, um, so we'll start just with a short one. Uh, just tangible connection um, uh, during lockdown and isolation. Um, so it's just that opportunity to, to get together with others. Um, there does seem to be support for me as well in the room, I have to say. Good. But um, <laughs> I'll, I'll skip past those ones. No, go ahead. <laughs> take, uh, take the credit while you can, do you? <laughs> Uh, but certainly, uh, Marty says, can't highly recommend the men's group at the allotment. Uh, so good to not only have some male com camaraderie, uh, whereas a man, you can feel, you can open up, but you can help give back to the community through getting your hands dirty. So a really good example there. Thank you. Um, there's a few in, uh, I'm going to sort of skip through, lump them all together, about uh, Alpha. Um, and I will say that there's there's support for Elaine Fugard in the room uh, and, uh, for, for taking that group. Um, but uh, certainly um, Steph's come back there, um, Alpha Online, not technically a life group, but uh, when it came to the Holy Spirit week, I was very skeptical. But seeing God and the Holy Spirit work in people's lives, even through the internet and not in person, was incredible. Uh, we can't put God in a box. So um, really supportive of the Zoom experience there as well. Um, okay. Uh, so another one, there's a lot of people just left their names on here. So Corrine, uh, Friday Fizz. I have to say I didn't get an opportunity to take part in this. <laughs> but Friday Fizz uh, Life Group was just the best full of radiators when I needed hope and positivity. I got to meet lots of amazing ladies from all walks of life, open water, swimmers, gardeners and chocolate lovers, to name for a few. Uh, we heard lots of life stories and that's the WhatsApp group, uh, sorry, and the WhatsApp group was really encouraging. Yeah, I think WhatsApp group has just worked really well uh, during lockdown, certainly with our life groups and others are northern as well, uh, just to stay that sort of connected through the week uh, whenever we're feeling that isolated feeling. Okay, um, uh, how many do you want? Just one more, okay, yeah. Um, I will say there's, there's loads more actually, Paul. You worked well, <laughs> yeah. Sorry, Chantel. <laughs> but uh, from, from Jen Norton, uh, life grips uh, are soul food. 
They have supported me spiritually and emotionally in the past. Uh, the benefit of gathering, meeting others, sharing life together, the day-to-day -day stuff is invaluable. They are the treasure in a busy week. Great. So good. Thank you so much for sending those in. Genuinely, not just to save my bacon, but, um, <laughs> um, but they, they're so good, and I do look forward to reading the other ones as well. Um, second part of audience participation. Using the church phone, the number hopefully just come up again. Um, we're going to talk just briefly, outline our life groups that are coming up for this term. I want to take us through them, which ones there are. If you have a question about our life groups, or if you have a question about church and church life at the minute that you think is relevant, not just for yourself, but for maybe relevant for other people as well, that you think it would be really helpful for us to have the opportunity to, to address, then please would you text your question in to that number, and we'll take a little bit of time right at the end of the service to, uh, to do that. So, life groups go online at 12 o'clock today, and if you're part of our church and on our database, you'll get an email with a link, or if not, just go to our website itself and uh, you can go online, you can see all the groups which we're about to show you now, if we could begin doing that. And uh, well, you're going to get the opportunity to, to log into any of our life groups. What's so flipping? Oh, my goodness, look at that. I'm not sure Ivan took my best side when you, when you took that tin man. But there you go. I've got a picture of us up for. Is there any details with it? Oh, oh, I have to talk about what we're doing. Ah, oh, yeah, that would make sense. Okay, right. This is going well. So on Fridays uh, at 12 o'clock in our building, after we have run or done rest, we're going to do a course called Kintsugi Hope. Kintsugi Hope is the course or group uh, material I've been looking for, no joke, for five or six years. It is on the... Uh, it is a broad kind of... Yes, you'll do it much better. Um, Kintsugi Hope groups are to support our mental and emotional well-being. Um, the topics covered include disappointment, loss, anxiety, anger, perfectionism, shame, and resilience. We just think they are so right where loads of us are at right now. And I love, um, if you don't know what Kintsugi Hope is, Kintsugi is, you know, in... It's a Japanese thing where if a vase or a jar is broken, you can mend it, and in the cracks there's gold. Um, and their strapline is discovering treasure in life scars. And we all have scars. We all have things that hurt us. And this group is going to be a way to journey that stuff together in a safe place. Um, do we want to say? Yes. Yeah. So, uh, so, yeah, on Thursdays, Corinne Latham and Brian Murr are going to partner together and they're going to uh, run that in our town centre venue as well. You'll see their pictures. The same course, same content. Thursday night or Friday at 12 o'clock daytime. Our next one is, oh there's quite, is, is me again. And Nathan, the king. Look at that. Who'd have known? So me and Nathan, we're going to run a six-week course uh, on vision and values. What makes us us? And uh, so if you're new or nearly new or checking us out or you've been part of the church for a long time and you just kind of wondered, what is it? Why do we do what we do? That is going to be the group for you. That will be 
on uh, Tuesday nights at our venue around the corner. Who's next? Can we do this one? Yeah. No? Dave and Kate? Dave, why don't you tell us what, we're do what you're doing? You do that to be able to recognize that on the screen. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, um, yeah, we, we've been, well, journeying's the word uh, over the last year through lockdown, just uh, some of the experiences of, of life with Jesus and in church together. Uh, so this term, what we want to do is maybe just uh, empower and allow us to do the stuff. And the phrase that John Wimber used is, everyone gets to play. So that's where we're hoping the focus will be for this term. Brilliant. Good. Next one. We have uh, is that Judith and Philippa. They're going to be walking and talking in Ballyclare on. I'm looking at my list here on Thursdays. Great. Next one. And why don't you say, because that's you. Um, me and Hannah Ritchie are going to do a life group on a Tuesday in number 27. And it's for teenage girls and young women. And it's going to be... I'm having a mental block. <laughs> and we've got this um, Bible study by a lady called Priscilla Shear called Defined, and it's all about our identity and who we are in Jesus. So I just am really excited to be with the young teenagers and learn from them and talk about that topic together. Great. Next, please. We have Ivan and Gail and someone. I can't see behind that speaker. And Terry, Ter Kathy and Terry. Wonderful. And uh, their group is going to be meeting on Mondays, and that will be in our town centre building. Great. Then there's Stephen Gowdy. Stephen will continue to lead Fundamental, which meets in Oni's Bar Bistro in Carrick Focus on Thursday nights. And there's Hugo Agogo with Lily, his dog. And uh, Hugo and I have been leading the allotment group on Wednesday nights, uh, Eden Allotments, and uh, Hugo is going to continue that. And there's Jenny and Elaine, and they're going to be walking and talking in Carrick Fergus on what night? Thursday. Super. And then we have Gillian and Betty, and those ladies are going to be leading a Thursday morning group in our building. And then, so those particular groups just passed, they're all regular size groups, so we can take 10, 12, maybe a little bit more in those groups because they meet in our buildings or outside or in the public. We're trying to, well, not trying to, we are following the guidelines. We also have three at-home groups, uh, which are going to be hosted uh, by Jim and Dina here. And if we could have the other ones, we've got Andrew and Gina are going to be leading, and Tom and Steph are going to be leading. And they're going to be leading their own groups in their own homes, and it's up to uh, four households. It was three households we were allowed, but uh, that's been stretched to four now, and so there's room and space for just a few. So there'll be smaller, small groups at people's homes. And last, and but not least, we know that many of you just have loved groups on Zoom, and so here is a Zoom life group. Uh, Andrew and Babs, they're going to lead a brilliant, brilliant group, which they've led before, called Journeys with Jesus, uh, sharing their experiences from having visited Israel, and that will be a Zoom group online. We did listen and we did read all of your comments for those of you that filled in the survey 
about life groups and we've tried to really meet it with a, a balance of different types of groups, hopefully something for everyone. So 12 o'clock uh, midday today, you get the opportunity to uh, sign in. Reminder of any questions, maybe something's been prompted as you've been doing that, text them in and uh, we'll read that. But you have a few more words you wanted to say. Um, I've just been reading the book of Nehemiah recently and I just, when I was reading it, all these things kept, because I knew we were talking about community, all these things started to jump out at me. So I just wanted to share a few things and maybe um, Jackie will put verses up on the screen, but I'm not going to, or Tom, sorry, I'm not going to read them all because it would take too long. But um, in Nehemiah, he hears the walls of Jerusalem are broken down. The people are having a hard time. They're ashamed and in trouble. And I just thought, isn't that a bit like the situation we're in now? You know, things in our community are broken. People are in trouble. Things are in disarray. And Nehemiah's reaction is to sit down, to weep, to mourn and fast and pray. And that, that struck me again. You know, as we see things in, in our community, even within ourselves, where people in our church are hurting, what's our reaction? We need to turn to the Lord and, and weep and mourn and pray. That's in Nehemiah chapter 1. You know, and he gets real favor from the king. He meets other people and they begin to rebuild together. It says in chapter two, let us start rebuilding. So they began this good work. And I just think, you know, we're all in this together. We need to rebuild together. It can't just be a couple of people. It can't just be the leaders. It can't just be, you know, all of us need to play our part. And in chapter 3, it, le it lists all these people. You know, someone rebuilt the sheep gate. Someone um, rebuilt the next section of the wall. And I, as I was reading it, I was imagining, like, what does that look like in our church, in Carrick Vineyard? What does that look like in our community? You know, um, I don't want to start naming people, but someone led an alpha course and people come to Christ. Someone visited a single mom and gave them hope. Someone, you know, led a kid's group and, and shared their faith with, with a little toddler. You know, all these different ways are ways that together we can rebuild community, and that's what we need to do right now. You know, later on it says how they faced opposition, um, and it says, remember the Lord and fight for your families. And I just think we need to get our fight on. You know, we can't just sit and wait for things to change. We need to rebuild. We need to, when we face opposition, stand together and, and, and do that. That's in chapter four. And then the other thing was Nehemiah saw injustice in his community and he spoke out against it. You know, he realized some of the Jews were charging their fellow Jews interest and they were pushing them into poverty and slavery. And that's another thing we're called to do as a church, to stand up against injustice when we see it um, and work together in community. And they worked together in community. They shared the responsibility. And it says later on in chapter 8, they listened attentively to the word together. They worshiped together with their faces to the ground. You know, imagine if our life groups were like that, that we really dug into God's word together. We worshiped together. We met with Jesus. Like, how powerful would that be? It says later in chapter 8, they celebrated together. They ate and drank together. They experienced the joy of the Lord together. 
And how much do we need to have joy right now? How much do we need to celebrate? Even though things are hard, we need to find our joy in the Lord and celebrate together. They gathered, they fasted, they confessed their sins, they glorified God. You know, there's so many ways that these groups can just do what God has called us to do. And it says also they promised to be obedient to God's word. They contributed to the house of the Lord, bringing their first fruits and their tithes. And it says in chapter 10, we will not neglect the house of our God. And it's like God has given us so much. You know, let's be generous and give it back to him. Give away what God has given. And um, one of the talks we listened to in July when we were online from John Wright, um, head of Vineyard, was basically talking about how COVID has pushed all of us to reassess our whole lives. Like, what's important to us? And I just feel like, you know, all of us as the body of Christ need to decide What's important to us? Is gathering together important? Is church important? You know, is community important? Is the word important? Is worship important? And that's what we tried to do in our invitation series, um, inviting us all to think those things through again. So I just feel like life groups, it's not just about signing up and joining a life group. It's about being community together. It's about being one body, many parts. It's about rebuilding together, and I just think, get our fight back on, come out of hiding, and, you know, that's part of what we're trying to do. Brilliant. Dave, are there any questions? Yeah, there aren't, aren't so much questions, Paul, but there's a lot of love in the room for the different faces that were up on the oh, screen. Wonderful. Uh, I have to say for both you and Chantel oh. as well. Um, so just to say that, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> But I just want to pick out one comment. I think it's it's really good, you know, just to recognize yeah, uh, Gillian and Emma and all the work they're doing mm. with the kids, uh, which is another type of life group in effect, you yeah. know. So, yeah, but not so much questions. Great. Well, that's, that's great. Fantastic. That's really encouraging too. Thank you. So, good. That's us done. Worship guys, do you want to lead us in, uh, as we just finish? And... Um, That'll be fantastic. Folks, let's stand together. Uh, if, if you're going to sing, you need to pop the mask back on again, and then we'll wrap things up.